Hi, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is week 13 of the college football season and therefore also week 13 of the Carlin Crappy Show. I am crappy and I'm embarrassed because my, my picks last week were awful. <laughs> um, I don't know what I, I mean. I, I, I was 0-3. I was 0-3, Carla. And, and yeah. I appreciate you kind of humoring me and, and letting me go off on that tangent that I did with all three of those games. Carla had a better weekend than I did last week, right? Except for the yeah, except for the fact that the game that I was the most confident about was the game that I lost. So, <laughs> oh, but but still, but still, we I mean we'd had we we're, we're having a pretty good season, um, All, in terms overall, of actually yes. making picks. Yes, and um, I let an old tendency to kind of uh, um, uh, make these uh, whack job picks <laughs> get the best of me last week. I promise you, nothing. But studious, well-informed, thoughtful picks from me this week. I, I swear to God. I, I still think this all comes back to where we originally started the show eight years ago. Because when, if you remember, when we originally started this show, yes. we each picked a side. Yes. And so yes. we, like, I, I oftentimes gave you the harder side to argue. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to say that it's the origins of this show that, that led you to, 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 to make the the irrational picks maybe that's it maybe that's maybe. it i don't know um Try i would uh, I, I i and I'll, <laughs> i will I, as always i will take whatever help i can i can get um <laughs> i uh i i, I want to say that i there is a possibility for distraction once again um because uh, yes. ou is playing uh on the big computer back here um last weekend we needed to wait toward the end of the game to get some real action this weekend, we just started the uh, the third quarter. OU is up thirty eight twenty four at Bowling Green. So yeah, so this we, is a fun one. Yeah, we we were. I was downstairs um, with my husband, and I'm like, well, "It's Maction. What game do you want to watch?" And we were like, "Okay, the go, Northern Illinois." Go, we go. touchdown. That's a, that's a touchdown. Um, and so then I looked at the score, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> like they're already over sixty points in, <laughs> in the Ohio game. Like, let's watch that one." It is now 44-24, Ohio University over Bowling Green uh, with uh, 14, right 14.09 left in the third quarter. Uh, we'll, we'll provide updates whenever we can. Uh, the other thing I have to mention, I'm not really sure what we should call this weekend. You guys know we always have a theme uh, of some sort. It's uh, generally fairly organic. Um, we, I mean, the obvious one, and we, we seem to do this every year, is Baked Goods Week. Um, this is when the, uh, the, the most fearsome... See, I forgot to get the damn cupcakes. Ah, but but I Cohen, although Carla. I had to look a hard, I had to look a long time to find these. Um, <laughs> these are these are normally I have a good cupcake. This this yeah. year I've got um the good old fashioned Hostess. Those are the best cupcakes. Cupcakes. They are the best cupcakes. <laughs> they smell delicious. I can't wait to dive into these. I gotta wait for what two segments on the show before uh, I do that. So. Uh, yeah. Yes. You okay. Do. Um, uh, so normally we would just call this Baked Goods Week because uh, this is when the most fearsome of FCC programs line up some of the least fearsome FCS opponents for the uh, annual ritual beating of the uh, of the neighboring stepchildren. Um, but we can't. It's not just. It's not just Baked Goods Week because there's one game in particular. Um, and and you know you guys know our our rooting interests and. Uh, it, it is uh, as far as that goes. As far as Carla and I, this is the biggest week of the season. So, there I'm, are two weeks. Uh, yeah, there are two weeks of the year that we are we are on direct opposition with each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, one is Army Navy. Yeah. And, yeah. and the other one is is this one. This is the only time of the year I ever dig out the colors. Mm -hmm. So I am I am wearing the colors this week. This um, of course, is not the only weekend I dig out the colors. I pretty much live in them, especially when we get in November. Mm -hmm. Um. 
But uh, so that game uh, we will get to. Um, yes. And before we get to anything else, uh, we should take a, a, a quick look at the uh, the, uh, the CFP rankings uh, that were released earlier this week um, to, if you have not seen or heard, LSU continues to be number one. Ohio State is number two. Clemson and Georgia, uh, in that order, are the other teams in the final four at this point. Alabama, Oregon, Utah, Penn State, Oklahoma, and Minnesota round out the top ten. Um, Carla, did we get this right? Um, well, it's a pretty much the second verse, same as the first. Um, yep. If you look at last week, um, not a lot of movement. I didn't expect a lot of movement. Um, a little bit intrigued that the committee left Alabama at five. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to go back on what I said last week. Okay. Um, because, unfortunately, with the turn of events that happened for Alabama this weekend, yeah. which is incredibly unfortunate, mm-hmm. um, and, and, I, and I hope Tua is, is going to be just fine, but, um, but what a devastating injury to end a college career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to say, and I wrote down in my notes, Alabama is almost out now. I think, in my okay. opinion, um, I just, I, 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 until we see what Alabama looks like mm-hmm. um, against Auburn, mm-hmm. I, I think there has to be a question. We're not going to get a real test out of Alabama this week. Um, right. I, you know, I, I, I think, I think there has to be a little bit of a hedge of a bet here on Alabama, and and I think their chances of getting into the playoff now are are much lower. Okay. Than they were last week, even with the win over Mississippi State. Well, let me let, let me ask you this, and this is um this is something I have in, in my notes anyway. Um, the 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 the, the background here, uh, I'm thinking about 1973. Um, both Ohio State and Michigan are undefeated going into their their season ending game. They finished. Ohio State was number one. I think Michigan was fourth. Um, game is Ann Arbor. Uh, and they finish in a tie. Michigan had a, a field goal attempt at the end of the game to win it. Um, another in a long line of, of uh, awful Michigan place kickers missed the field goal. Um, uh, and, and the Big Ten had just changed its rule where uh, where it forbade for uh, forbid um, back-to-back trips to the Rose Bowl. And at that point, that was the only bowl game. You, 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 you're the Big Ten champion. You go to the Rose Bowl. There are no other, no other bowl games. That, that changed a couple of years later. Right. The athletic directors um, in the Big Ten therefore had to vote to, to descend. And they voted. You know, there was some controversy about this. They voted to send Ohio State. Um, and a big part, this is, this is speculation, but a big part, Dennis Franklin, Michigan's quarterback, got hurt. Uh, in the fourth quarter of, of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Mm-hmm. And there has always been speculation that Michigan got penalized in that vote because the assumption was Michigan would have to play with a backup quarterback. And and that right. diminishes the conference's uh, chance to, to, um, uh, to win the Rose Bowl and possibly a national championship. So so the question, with, with that background, mm-hmm. um, does, does Alabama get penalized because you don't know what's going to happen with with quarter with the with at the quarterback position well yeah i mean they didn't this week um yeah. and we won't really know until we see the backup quarterback i didn't even look up what his name was um mm-hmm. until we until we see him in action against a legitimate opponent and and mm-hmm. you, you ran that which obviously was a, a, a valid example but you mm-hmm. could actually go back um two years ago to alabama this is how we found out about Tua to begin with, with Jalen uh, yes, Hurts. Uh, that, that 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 crossed my mind as well. Um, you know, so it's a very similar situation. It's very similar. It just happened earlier in the season. So, will there be enough time 
for said backup quarterback at Alabama to be able to make a name for himself to prove that that he is worth his medal. I mean, come on, he's he's a backup quarterback at Alabama, has to be a darn good player, you, you know. Would ass- I, I mean, would <laughs> I, you would assume that the backup is is at a, at a school like Alabama is going to be just fine. It's really just more of a matter of getting him into the system and getting the players comfortable playing with him. I think that's more of the the, the challenge here, and the fact that Alabama gets a cupcake this week probably is gratuitous timing. Um, yes. You know, for, for, for a cupcake week, what better time to install an offense with a new quarterback than against mm-hmm. the team that's not going to put up much of a fight? Um, so it may work out just fine for Alabama. Um, what, what I think is interesting, though, is the way that the, the, way that the Oklahoma-Baylor game shook out <sighs> yes. makes, makes the Big 12 title game really interesting. Um, because as we talked last week, it's really hard to beat a team twice in the same season. Mm-hmm. So what happens if, and I will say when, Baylor beats Oklahoma mm-hmm. in the Big 12 title game. And now you have a one-loss Baylor that can play eh, defense um, with its only loss against Oklahoma, and it's avenged that loss. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a really intriguing resume for the committee uh, to consider. It, it is. It is. And, it is, and another absolutely. intriguing resume will be if Oregon can play Utah for the Pac-12 title. I had kind of shaken off the Pac-12, figured they were kind of done. But when you look at it, both Utah and Oregon only have one loss. They're sitting right there in the prime positions in, at, at six and seven. Um, mm-hmm. If Oregon plays Utah and wins the Pac-12 title game, you now have an Oregon team whose only loss is out of conference to an Auburn team that has only lost to rank opponents. And and in week one. And like, in week a, mil- one. a million years ago. Right. Those are re- two really, really, really intriguing resumes um, for the committee to consider if we get to that point. And that's a lot of speculation. We have a long ways to go before we sure. get to those points. But um, and that's another reason why I think Alabama is teetering on, mm-hmm. on the brim because if if you get a Baylor win, if you get a, an Oregon conference title, um, Clemson wins out, Ohio State possibly wins out. Um, possibly, I'm hedging my bet just a little bit. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I have to for at least another six days. Um, <laughs> that's fair. So, I mean, who and and LSU's un, you know LSU potentially undefeated. Like, yeah. who gets left out of this equation? That's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting. And I think at that point, it would be fairly easy for the committee to dismiss Alabama. Um, I, without, I, so. I was I was ready to, to dismiss Alabama uh, before last weekend before they lost to a, um, and I and I still I, I still think that's uh, that's probably. Um, where my gut goes, I think, you know, the LSU wins, uh, wins the SEC, um, assuming Ohio state wins out, assuming Clemson wins out, um, Georgia would have a second loss at that point. Right. Um, I think they Alabama, they're out Alabama at that point. It just has, has, doesn't have a, uh, 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 anywhere to move up. Uh, Oregon to me is the one that's really intriguing. Um, I, I don't know. <sighs> The, the the Big Twelve is so weird, I, and and it's and the and the, the defense thing, um, yeah, I, I still really struggle with. Um, and yeah. and 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 Baylor actually plays a, a little defense, as I have in my notes when we talk about their game. At least in the first half, right? They play defense. Um, yeah, there's a reason for that, though. We'll get into that. I yes, yes, uh, but but it's I I I, I the, if you're looking at uh, Oregon. Baylor slash Oklahoma. Um, I I kind of I, I I think if Oregon gets through and, and wins the the the, the Pac twelve, I, I, that's a, that's a, I think that's a fairly comfortable position for them. I think so. And here's the thing: I don't think Oklahoma can get in. 
because, um, because their loss is not good. Um, no. And, oh. and, and so I think even if Oklahoma wins out, I don't think they can make a strong enough case, even with Jalen Hurts, even with the, the largest comeback in school history that they had last week. I just I don't see it. I, I, don't, I don't think that they've got a strong enough case. I think it has to be Baylor because they have to avenge their only loss of the year to get them into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would man, that would that would be a great late season win uh, for the Bears. So uh, we will see how that goes um, next up. Uh, your weekly Clemsoning index. Um, we were we mentioned that there are cupcakes. Clemson has the ultimate cupcake this weekend in that they don't play anyone. Um, so there is no Clemsoning index this week. These games to start with, we're we're doing we're not doing three games. Uh, we have two actual games, and then we have we have this mess. In the SEC, um, I will say the cup. Yes, the cupcakes. The hostess cupcakes. I get um, to get my cupcake now. Yay! Oh man, I wish I had. I have a. I have a black chocolate stout. Does that? Sure, gonna, that counts. I'm going to count this as a cupcake. I'm that just going to. Uh, it's got chocolate in it. That's it's got good. chocolate in it. Um, it reminds me an awful lot of a hostess uh, cupcake, uh, which are my favorite things ever. Um, check I would out do it to you, but we're like. 600 miles away. I know, I know. And I, right. I, I appreciate that, but I'll be, I'll be okay. Um, check out this lineup. Not everybody in the SEC is guilty of this, um, although some have played their cupcake games earlier in the season. And, um, but, but for this, for, for one weekend, this is spectacular. Western Carolina at Alabama. Samford, not Stanford. Samford at Auburn. UT Martin. At Kentucky, East Tennessee State at Vanderbilt, and Abilene Christian, which sounds like it's a high school. Yeah. At, at Mississippi State. Um, I, and I, I, our, uh, my, my, uh, the sports editor at uh, the publication where I earn a living, um, is and uh, went to LSU, and I said, I'm uh, talking with him tonight. And he's like, LSU didn't schedule one of their cupcakes tonight. He was like, Well, we're playing Arkansas, so. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that's that's. <laughs> but at least it's still a D1 opponent. Um, Abilene it's still Christian a conference opponent. Yes, I mean <laughs> Abilene Christian, guys, come on. Um, so I, I have two questions. I have two questions here, um, both of which we will we we, we will both address. Um, which of our cupcakes has the best shot at winning their game on Saturday, and which beatdown? Because let's be honest, these are these are going to be beatdowns. Which beatdown will be the worst, Carla? If you're done chewing your cupcake, what do you think? Um. Okay. So which which is a shot of winning? Yes. I literally wrote in my notes: Can East Tennessee State beat Vanderbilt? Okay. I I I, I think this is a Vanderbilt program that's a bit of a hot mess this year. Mm-hmm. Um. They've already lost to an inferior opponent. Um. Mm-hmm. They lost Austin P, which yes. isn't that much better than right. East Tennessee State. Um, so so I think that's probably the best shot, although UT Martin at Kentucky is an interesting game, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would keep your eye on that one because Kentucky's been so hot and cold this year, and UT Martin's decent, so keep keep your eye on that one, too. But I'm okay. going to go with East Tennessee State. Um, okay. Which cupcake's going to get absolutely demolished? Um, Arkansas? Does that count? I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, Honestly, I really think Arkansas could actually suffer the worst loss of the week um, because they're playing LSU. But my, but my actual cupcake pick would be um, Western Carolina, even though they're playing Alabama and we don't know how Alabama's quarterback situation is going to be Western Western's three and eight. I mean, that game is just going to get ugly real fast. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I was I was tempted uh, to pick uh, East Tennessee State because um, I, I think they're in, in last place. Uh, they're in the Southern Conference, I, I think it is is correct. Um, and so, but I... I that maybe I, 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 to hedge that a little bit, um, I think the one that you want to pay attention to, if you're actually looking for a realistic upset chance, as you mentioned, UT Martin is six and two in the Ohio Valley mm-hmm. Conference, seven and four overall, uh, playing a Kentucky team that, that still, I mean, it's November, they still seem to be hungover from the awesome season they had a year ago. Um, up and welcome down. To life. Welcome to life without Benny Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that's right. Uh, the Steelers know about that too. Um, <laughs> I just, I just thought I'd slide that in there. The ES, as, as you look at all these, there, there are no lines for any of these games, by the way. Um, ESPN still does its, its uh, 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 matchup predictor thing. This is the best chance that any of these cupcakes have to win a game. They give, they give the Skyhawks, um, which I think are better than Groundhawks. I'm not sure what someone would have to explain that to me. They gave the Skyhawks a 3.4% chance of winning. Uh, and that is far and away the best of, of any of these matchups. So I, I, I actually think that's a possibility. If Kentucky's not paying attention, something's going on, maybe the weather sucks. Um, I, I, that, that's a, that UT Martin is, is a, that's a, that's an actual possibility. Um, tough to argue with the Arkansas thing. Um, <laughs> and, and, and actually, and that makes sense because I, I think, um, you know, Nick Saban's gonna, gonna have cheerleaders playing in the second half. Um, and and LSU is not going to let uh, let up on the on the gas against a, a conference opponent. So that's a possibility. Um, <laughs> outside, given the the original parameters of these games, with the games that I mentioned, uh, Western Carolina has won only twice this season, and I do think Saban's going to be kind of pissed. So uh, that's you take all that into into account, and um, I think that one's going to get pretty ugly pretty quickly. We have actual games to talk about. Um, Non-cupcake matchups, uh, as we mentioned before, at 3.30 on Saturday, uh, Texas, which just dropped out of the playoff rankings, um, uh, is at number 14, Baylor. Baylor is favored by five and a half points. What do you think? Well, despite what you saw in the second half last week, Baylor, <sighs> Baylor does actually play defense. Mm. Um, and, and they played great they, defense in the first half um, yeah. to the extent that, you know, they forced Oklahoma into two turnovers and then converted those two turnovers into 14 points. That's a 14 mm-hmm. point swing on, on two very critical turnovers. And, and they raced out offensively to, to a huge lead at the half, which obviously led to Oklahoma's um, historic comeback in the second half. Yes. Yes. Um, the, how they ended up doing that though was it was I mean it's who was it earlier in the season that I said that the way the way to beat a team was just to, to not give them the damn ball. Um, that's what <laughs> Oklahoma did. I mean yes. Baylor ran sixteen plays in the second mm-hmm. half, um, mm-hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous when you think about these two teams that are pretty offensively minded. Um, yeah. Oklahoma changed its mindset in the second half and slowed things down and ran the football. And it was this consistent running. Now, true, a lot of the time the, the ball was being carried by Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. but that didn't matter. They were running. And in the I process, mean, that's, yeah. he's the best athlete on the field. Why not, give right. him the, why not give him the ball? So they went to a steady dose of the run game. And in the process of doing that, A, they were able to take a bunch of time off the clock. And B, they finally wore down that Baylor off, or defensive front. Yeah. Um, and so in the process of, of running the ball, I mean, if you watch the end of that game, Baylor's defense was gassed. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just absolutely desperate to be able to get their offense to get a first down so they could, like, you know, have a little bit more time to catch their breath. I mean, you could really watch, I mean, you really watch that. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that's the key to beating Baylor is to be able to run the ball consistently to be able to wear down that defensive front so that you can get yourself a little bit of space in the, in the air, in the passing game to be able to come back and win. And that's how Oklahoma won the game. Here's the challenge beyond whatever Ohio just did. Um, a was not tip, tipped pitch of, uh, from Nathan, Nathan Merck. It was not his fault. Uh, fumble and uh, BG recovered. At the uh, at their own forty, eh, about at fifty. So they're okay. they're still down. They're still down twenty points. So it's not the end of the world. Okay, not yet. We're, we're yes. Good, so. Okay. Yes. So so Texas, the cha- the challenge with Texas is um that Texas puts up a lot of yards. If you look at that, I mean, they put up silly yards offensively. They also give up a bunch of yards on defense. Yeah. And the challenge with the Texas offense is the fact that they they rely very heavily on the arm of Sam Ellinger. Um. Mm-hmm. Which has served them well, but are they going to be able to run the ball enough to loosen up that Baylor defense to be able to have the same success that Oklahoma had? Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. That was the biggest question that I wrote down here. Can Texas run the ball enough to wear down the Baylor defensive front? Right. I'm not sure they can. And, okay. and that Baylor defensive front proved its mettle in the first half. Um, and, and it really took that second half shift from Oklahoma to be able – I mean, otherwise Baylor would have run away with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think Baylor has a good shot of getting um, avenging the loss in the second meeting in the Big 12 title game because I think mm-hmm. they figured that out that you know um, Oklahoma is going to run the ball so make sure that um, they, you know, that gets that gets shored up so yeah um, I like Baylor at home they're going to be they're going to hear and be kind of pissed after losing the game um, mm-hmm. last week um, and and Texas is kind of reeling a bit here. Um, after yes. losing last week, so so I, I think Baylor rebounds and uh, and gets the win at home. Okay, okay. Um, I it, I the the thing that Jalen Hurts was able to do uh, in the in the second half of the game last week is something that um, Sam Ellinger can do. That he's he's actually a decent running quarterback. Um, but yeah. that's not that is not what Texas's offense does, and. and um, that, that would be a more dramatic departure for the Longhorns than it was for Oklahoma. Um, so I, I, to follow that blueprint, that blueprint uh, might be a challenge for Texas. I, I, I don't, uh, they, I, they don't have a consistent running game to, to do what, uh, to do what Oklahoma did uh, overall uh, in the, in the second half last week. Um, so I, I, I think Baylor has the advantage there. I wonder about, uh, do, do they? What is, what is their outlook coming out of 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 last week? Um, it is it's helpful that they're they're you know still solidly in second place. Um, well, it, it, they're tied for first place. Uh, Oklahoma owns the head to head tiebreaker because of the the win last week. But man, that loss is the kind of thing that can crush a yeah. team. Um. I, I would I would hope you know if if I'm a Baylor fan I would hope the notion that you're you know you're you're still nine and one um, you know just take care of your business and you you get another shot at Oklahoma in in the title game, um, but I, it, it's it, that's this is a huge variable you don't know how the Bears will react so uh, we made predictions on this show um, and even though I'm not I'm not sure how that one's going to go. Uh, 
I'm going to say uh, Baylor beats Texas at home. Uh, I think the, the line might be about right, maybe touchdownish or something like that. And uh, they continue to uh, set themselves up for a rematch with the Sooners in the title game. I'm getting ready. Big nude Saturday. Um, the, the the latest forecast I saw was uh, the high around forty. That's fine. Okay. Maybe maybe uh, flurries, maybe freezing rain, maybe rain, maybe none of those things. Don't know. Um, this would be number eight Penn State at number two Ohio State. I, and I'm 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 a little taken aback by this. Ohio State is favored by eighteen points. So, Carla. I would say, are we rock, paper, scissorings for who gets to go first? <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I get to go first. Okay. Yes. So, what I love about this game, I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting besides, the fan hat on. Besides everything. Besides everything. Um, what I love about this game, even though the fact that Penn State is a massive underdog in this game, and even though pretty much everybody has written this off as an Ohio State win, Penn State has absolutely nothing to lose in this game and everything to gain. Um, Because if they win, odds are likely they're Penn State. If Penn State wins, they're likely going to the Big Ten title game. Mm -hmm. If Penn State loses, they're still probably going to be in about the situation they're in right now. They'll have two losses. Odds are likely that Michigan will at least have three losses. Mm -hmm. Um, So Penn State's essentially going to, it's still going to get a very high profile bowl game. Mm-hmm. possibly even still a New Year's Six. Yeah, I, even, would, I would think. Even with two losses. So, mm-hmm. really, what do you have to lose in this game? Mm-hmm. And and that's the piece of this that I absolutely love for Penn State because there's a lot of things that, that Penn State has to overcome in this game, but I think if they take the mentality that let's go all in, it doesn't, like, if, if we lose, we're, we haven't really lost anything, so yeah. let's, let's go for it. Um, yeah. Some challenges they need to overcome. Sean Clifford desperately needs another another receiver to step up besides KJ Hamler. Mm-hmm. Has to happen this week. Also, KJ Hamler has to be healthy, um, which we don't know right. the status of him right now. Um, right. You know, the only thing we've heard is that he is probable to play. We have no idea after he went out in the first quarter last week mm-hmm. what his actual um, status is going to be. Um, Penn State has to at least attempt to run the football. I know mm-hmm. that Ohio State is good against the run. However, believe it or not, Ohio State actually allows more rushing yards than Penn State does mm-hmm. on the season mm-hmm. per game. So got to run the football. And I know that there's some questions at running back right now. Um, Kane's been out with an ankle injury. Um, Journey Jones has, is my is my hero of the year. <laughs> um, I just, <laughs> you know, you, know, you got to root for the Meadville kid, right? You know, and, sure. and, Journey's, and Journey's had a great season, and, and he, did, he carried the ball. He had another 100-yard game last week against Indiana. Um, got to run the football. Mm-hmm. Secondary absolutely has to dig deep. That's been the biggest weakest weakness of this defense the entire season. And they've showed that the last two weeks against Minnesota and Indiana. They have just not been able to, to stop the deep ball. And what does Ohio State like to do? Throw the deep ball. Um, throw the deep ball. Yeah. So, so the secondary has to dig deep. And the defensive line has to stop J.K. Dobbins. That's not an easy task. Now, this is one of the top rushing defenses in, in the country right now in, in Penn State. Um, yes. But J.K. Dobbins is a completely different beast in the backfield. Got to at least slow him down. That's what Penn State has to do to win. And that's a lot, I realize. But take the mentality. You got nothing to lose. All in. I, 
and I, am I saying there's a chance? Yes, I'm saying there's a chance. But there's Penn chance. State's going to have to play almost a perfect game to be able mm-hmm. to win this game. A couple mm-hmm. of other little notes here. Um, Sean Clifford <laughs> almost went bulletin board material. I was I was a little skeptical on this. Somebody said that it was bulletin board material. I don't think this qualifies as bulletin board material. Um, he made the statement in, in media availability on Monday that um, playing Ohio State was very personal to him um, mm-hmm. because he went to St. X in Cincinnati um, yes. and didn't get an offer from Ohio State. But that was the extent of the comment. To me, that's not bulletin board material. Um, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I th- uh, the, I think that- the thing that the thing uh, that he said about getting death threats after the Minnesota game was actually uh, more striking. Um, that was something yeah. we uh, that that we uh, covered today. Um, but and, and he and he actually he, he seems to be handling that well, um, as well as you'd expect from a from a, a, a kid in college. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and you have to, I mean, absolutely true. As somebody who used to cover kids in the recruiting cycle, yeah. um, these kinds of personal, I mean, it is personal for Sean. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, he, I'm sure he, going to Cincinnati, he wanted to go to Ohio State, um, mm-hmm. didn't get the offer, went to Penn State instead. I mean, there's a lot of kids that this happens to. And of course, it's sure. a personal thing for him to be able to go play in the horseshoe and have an opportunity to go knock Ohio State out of the playoff picture. I mean, yes, it's personal. It's fine. Um, go do it. You know, I mean, that's, you know, if, if <laughs> right. you make the statement, yeah, yeah. you know, like, go, but, but I, I definitely get that. Um, another interesting thing from, uh, Dave, again, local journalists, support your, support your local beat writers. Um, mm-hmm. David Jones at the Patriot News actually dug into the line a little bit because he was okay. kind of shocked by the, um, he was kind of blown away by how big the line. It was at 19 on Sunday. It's come mm-hmm. down a little bit. And depending on where you look, some, some places have it at 17 and a half, some places have it at 18, some places have it at 19. And um, and keep in mind we 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 tape on Tuesday night, so Tuesday. by the time you're listening to this, it, that that could continue to change. Right, it's it's a very fluid number. Um, mm-hmm. But you put that into perspective, and and he went after the 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 aspect. He wrote an entire um, column on the fact that, like that seemed historic mm-hmm. that a one loss team ranked in the top ten would be that big of a dog. Yeah, on, yeah. On the road, so we so we dug into that, and it's a really fascinating piece. I, I encourage you to go look it up. I will. I will um, look. He said, in perspective, to put that into perspective, Alabama was a huge favorite last year over Oklahoma in the, in the playoff. Mm-hmm. They were still only a 13-point favorite. That's how big this line is in that game. Um, so what the I Bobcats. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the Bobcats go over 60 points in this game. 50. Uh, we're still, we're, we still have a four and a half left in the third quarter um, when we're at OU's up 51-24 before the uh, extra point. So... So yes, two more points, two more scores. Yep. Yes. Action. Um, <laughs> back, last point I want to make about this. Hashtag, hashtag action. Um, the last thing I want to make about this is that line. Yeah. The other thing that Penn State's got to put into its back pocket, and it's got to remember, is that your Buckeyes have a habit of blowing games like this where they are huge favorites <laughs> playing a good team. Should yeah. I bring up... <sighs> The 2017 game against Iowa, where you were an 18-point favorite Please do. Go ahead. at unranked Iowa and yes. lost the game 55-24. to 24. Not even just a loss. It was a blowout. You should, you, should, you, should, you should bring up Purdue from last year, too, because clearly. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't on my list, but what was on my list was the 2015 game against Sparty, um, where, where, well. where you were a 14-point favorite against, against Michigan State and lost that game 17-14. to 14, And... 
as the defending national champs and missed the playoff. And then Michigan state went on to get absolutely destroyed by Alabama. Um, so there's a history here and this game's Mm -hmm. been tight between us the last couple of years, the last three Mm -hmm. years in particular, it's been decided by less than three points in the last three seasons, including one point games in the last two seasons. I'm going to will my team real hard. Okay. Okay. We are gets the win on the road. And that's me picking with my heart. Okay. And not with everything I just wrote down on the sheet of paper. Okay. Okay. Penn State wins. I have, I have, I have a, a, a two-part response. And we will start with this. Here is why Carla is wrong. Uh, Penn State's defensive weakness is its secondary. Yep. Justin Fields has thrown 31, ton, 31 touchdown passes so far this year. Uh, if Penn State works to shut down the pass, uh, the Lions have to deal with J.K. Dobbins, uh, who will hit 1,300 yards this weekend, even if it's just a pedestrian game for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, the fourth-best rushing game in the country. Uh, that that includes uh, Justin Fields, who is getting more and more opportunities um, to, to keep the ball. Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford, talented. And, I, and I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to find him nearly as annoying as I did Trace McSorley over the next year or two. Um, I did that he is, he is that good as it stands now. Uh, he can be pressured into mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ohio state counters that with chase young who is well rested. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a nice way of putting it. Yes. Uh, leading a pass rush that is a second in the country in sacks, um, and a pass defense that is tied for fourth in interceptions. Here is why Carla, you might be right. Um, I mean, recent history, Rutgers scored on Ohio State in the first quarter last week. And that, that's against the ones. They scored two more touchdowns uh, against backups. I'm not so much worried about that. But, uh, man, I, for, for the, the number one defense to give up a touchdown against Rutgers, you're like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable because Ohio State hasn't had its one seemingly inevitable clunker game so far this season. This is what you were referencing. Uh, the Iowa game. Um, at Michigan State in 2015. And I was there and that was a miserable day in cold rain, dark. And I remember Michigan State's kicker running up the field after he won. Yeah. Uh, he kicked the winning field goal, waving, windmilling his arms like he was Pete Frinkin Townsend. <laughs> um. I, so, I mean, that I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that game to happen. We, and, and, and if it was going to happen, I mean, the last two weekends against Maryland, against Rutgers, that would be, uh, the, that would be when. And it, and it has not happened yet. And I, I'm, I'm still waiting for it to occur. Maybe, maybe it does not. Maybe, um, maybe Ryan Day has uh, some kind of magic in his pocket where uh, he has convinced these guys that this is, this is not going to happen this year. But um, judging from recent history, there, there's always one. Um, in spite of a rough loss at Minnesota, Penn State's still really good. Um, and then I'm 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 uncomfortable because I remember 2005 and 2008 and 2016, and it would not be out of the question for the Nittany Lions to add 2019 to that list. Um, does this? I mean, I, I want the record to show. 
that so far, this is the scariest game of the season. I mean, without question, not even close. Um, of course, I'm picking Ohio State. Uh, I, I I don't think a win by 18 points is even possible. I I, I think that line is ridiculous, but um, I I think Ohio State will find a win a way to win this game, but it's going to be tighter than yeah. than than Vegas thinks. So, um, make make sure awake at noon. I will be awake at five. <laughs> in parking in the parking lot at seven thirty, eating chili at nine thirty, and in Ohio Stadium by eleven o'clock in the morning, and ready to go. And before that happens, guys, you should listen to the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify, as well as uh, pretty much any other podcasting hosting service you can find. You can watch this babble on YouTube and our Facebook page. If you dig the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't mind your own damn business. Um, and as always, come back week to find out if I was as terrible <laughs> as I was in week 12. Carla, any final thoughts from you? Yes. Another Big Ten game to keep your eye on this week. Yes. What? Indiana, Michigan. Happening at the uh-huh. same time as uh-huh. Texas Taylor. Keep that game on the flip. Um, all of Indiana's losses this year, they've only lost three times, and all of those losses are to ranked opponents. Indiana is a decent football team this year. Going up against a Michigan team that is, eh? is that the sixty point mark? Uh, with the extra point, it'll be fifty nine. Fifty nine. <laughs> but we're still in the third quarter. <laughs> okay, so so yes, you Ohio <laughs> will score sixty points in this game. Um, so, but yes, keep your keep your eye on on Indiana this week. Um, I, I that game that game's real intriguing. Uh, that is that is a total trap game for Michigan with uh, with the big one coming up uh, the, the next weekend, um, and 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 India's given them. I mean, it's just like Ohio State; they they can score, boys and girls. Um, and Indiana has given Michigan uh, almost as much trouble as they've given Ohio State in last in, in recent history, and as much um, trouble as they gave Penn State last week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Carla, yes, uh, specifically to you. Excellent. I, I, this is I, I am I am I am so stoked for this game. I am so stoked for this game. Not because I think it's an automatic beatdown. Not because I think any of that stuff. Because this is one of the best games on the calendar every single year. I hope yep. you enjoy it as much as I do. You're certainly going to be warmer and drier than I will be. That is true. Yes, because I'll be watching it <laughs> comfortably on my couch. So yes. So, um, everyone, cheers to you. Thank you for watching. Please join us again next week when uh, we will talk about Wee Week. And Carla, cheers to you. Good luck to your Lions. Good good luck to your Buckeyes. I'm not sure they need it this week, but... (laughs) I got you to say it. Thank (laughs) Thank you guys for watching. Come back again next week. We will do it again. We are. OH. Thank you.